Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. The Cougars go into SEC country and come back with a thrilling comeback win. Now the table is set for the Big 12 era as BYU opens conference play on Saturday at Kansas. We're looking ahead to Lawrence with Kalani and linebacker A.J. Bonpachan next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Intermountain Health, official medical provider of BYU Athletics. Okay, all right. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah for our Week 4 edition. Week 4 already. It's BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV and the BYU Radio apps. And we're also on ESPN Plus via Big 12 Now. Our social media hashtag, as always, hashtag Sitake Show. We invite you to take part in tonight's show with the live polls on the Opine app. Get the Opine app and then vote in real time to see the results on the screen. And again, social media hashtag is Sitake Show. We look back tonight on a fantastic night in Fayetteville as the Cougs improve to 3-0 on the season. We'll also look ahead to Saturday's Big 12 opener at Kansas. Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week, Tyler Batty is in the film room. Deep Blue will profile wide receiver Cody Epps. Linebacker A.J. Vongpachan joins us live in Studio C. We'll have some fun and games with Kalani and A.J. Spelling Beat tonight. Uh, BYU football trivia and the always popular uniform reveal ahead of Saturday's game at KU. Well, he is 3-0 to open the season for the third time in the last four seasons. His next win will be his 60th as BYU's head coach. Please welcome back into Studio C the head coach of your BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. And how about a hand for Ruth right. Haymuli, our lady room tonight. Hazel must big, have been big sister busy. Hazel's on a bye this week. Oh, well, so there you uh, go. So yeah, <laughs> Ruth got Ruth got called I'll in. Take it. Yeah. Good to see you once again. Great to be here. Our guys, crowd tonight too. Hi guys. <laughs> got some people out there. See my family. Three of my the three older kids are here. It's nice. Sky, Sadie, and KK. What's up, guys? Pops, mom. How's the youngest in the family doing, by the way? Baby. Uh -huh. Baby Sylvia's doing great. Her and um, mom are hanging out watching it on TV. So, yeah, they're just nice comforts of home. There you go. Congrats <laughs> on getting the 3-0, and by the way. Thank you. Yeah, great to be here. Um, on the road in SEC country, what's a game day in SEC country like for the football team? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I thought the environment, I mean, in talking to people that are uh, – our fans that were there, um, great hospitality from the Arkansas fans. And uh, obviously, for me, I could smell the food. I just wish I could participate. <laughs> you know, it was really hard me, for me going into the locker room just smelling the food and not being able to eat it. But uh, we got some food afterwards, so I'm happy about it. But the, uh, the game itself was, was a really cool environment. And I'm glad, glad that we got the victory. But I really appreciate the opportunity to play in that game against Arkansas, a really well-coached team. And, and uh, great players, and, and what, what, what an awesome fan base. It was really cool. And BYU's fan base, you see it everywhere, but oh, yeah. Cougar Nation really turned out in, in Fayetteville, and in, in, in a sea of red there, that blue really popped, didn't it? It did, and, and, and they made a lot of noise, and um, you know, they, it, it was a rough start, and they, they believed in us and, and stuck with us, and, and I'm glad the guys were able to take advantage of the entire 60 minutes, every second of it, and 
uh, we were able to, to squeak out the win for us. I know you're happy with the way your team responded early because things were not going your way in the first few minutes. No, no. Um, yeah, maybe my pregame speech, I'll probably never use that one ever again. So <laughs> I'll, just, uh, I'll scrap that one and maybe even the halftime speech. So, yeah. Uh, but, but the guys are, 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 are um, resilient and they believe in, in each other and they love each other. And so uh, we knew that if we just focus on the simple things and, and focus on one play at a time, have that mindset that we could probably get back on, on track. It was kind of cool to be able to compare your team's performance one year to the next against the Arkansas team that brought back K.J. Jefferson and a lot of really important parts. You got to see one year to the next where you made improvements, and, uh, and it, it showed up. Yeah, and then being familiar with them, and, and I think a little bit just uh, we didn't perform at our best last year, and so wanting to do better this year and, and wanting to have our guys be put in better situations to make plays, and that's, I'm just glad we were able to get it done. And it was a different year for both teams, and you had new stars shining for you not that weren't with you last year. You saw Keaton Slovis making plays and Parker Kingston making plays and L.J. Martin uh, doing well. A bunch of new stars are shining for BYU right now. They are, and, and, and the, uh, the veterans are a big key to that happening. Um, you know, we have these young guys that, that are a little bit inexperienced but uh, being mentored by the experienced players, and there's guys that didn't log in a stat but played and, and blocked, and they were so happy when their teammates had success, and that's a good, great sign of a, a great team. We'll talk less about this because you're now a power conference team yourself, but we've used to always compare BYU against the power teams. Well, the last 16 games, BYU's played against power teams, P5s, 11-5 and five is your record. That's a pretty good ramp up to, to the Big 12 for you. Yeah, and I think the, the process for us was is, uh, get as many of them on, on schedule as we can so we can see how we match up see where our deficiencies would be and, and see where we can hang our hat on our, our strengths but then keep them keep them rolling but find ways to to make some of our deficiencies strength as well and I think the depth was tested we were able to put a lot of the guys in the field and um, and I, I think the competition showing in, in week to week uh, competition on the team um, and then it's, it's building this really close bondness and the camaraderie with each other so I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to have you talk us through some highlights here in a second before I get to the highlights mm -hmm. Does it feel to you like when you go on the road and play a game at night that your team plays particularly well for some reason? Do you get a sense that if you go, oh, yeah, I mean, think about my, our night games on the road, do we do okay or not? What do you think? I have no idea. Well, I think okay, can I tell you something then? Yeah, How so about this? You okay, tell me. I will. <laughs> you've, won, you've won your last 10 away neutral night games. Okay. I mean... <laughs> You hit the road, you go through a long day, the, the lights go on, and you guys play some of your best football. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We, but we still want you to win in the daytime. That's right. You know, I, mean, yeah. I mean, we just haven't tested the morning games yet, so we'll see <laughs> about that. But, no, I, I think our guys, we're just excited to play football and, and to do it in front of our fans and represent our loved ones and, and, and to try to make the fans happy. That's, a, that's our goal. Okay, this week's game, by the way, is a 2.30 Lawrence, Kansas kick. We'll try and do it in the afternoon. All right, uh, let's get to the highlights. 38-31 uh, was the final BYU over Arkansas. Let's enjoy together some of the highlights presented to you by Maersk. And again, uh, the game didn't start the way BYU wanted. It was a 55-yard touchdown run from A.J. Green to get this thing underway very early. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that they could run the ball. We've seen it before, and uh, they didn't have their starting running back, but that guy can get it done. And then, obviously, the punt return. Um, you know, I, I think that it was a great spot for the kick. We just didn't didn't do our jobs on, on the guys on the punt on the punt team, and um, they, they they doubled Marcus McKenzie quite a bit that night. And so, 
just some things that we had to adjust and work on. This was the first score. It comes on a great dial-up from A-Rod here. Parker Kingston, who played quarterback at Roy High School with a quarterback-type throw to Deion Smith. Yeah, and just perfect timing and then being able to see Parker make that throw. I mean, he's a lefty, so he can throw the ball. And he's played quarterback in high school. And then seeing LJ get the run, um, well-blocked um, run there. So it's good things are happening once we got weather the storm. Yeah, you were down 14 nothing, and then 21 straight with that LJ TD. Arkansas would draw it to within 21-21. And then right before halftime, uh, BYU with this lone giveaway of the night. And this gave Arkansas a short field. And with that short field, uh, Cam Little was able to score three before the break. So you're down 24-21 at halftime. Yeah, I mean, proud of that the defense was able to get just force a field goal there. But uh, obviously, we want to take care of the football better than that. Arkansas made it a 10-point game. They were up double digits again, second half. BYU. Looking to get back into it, and Will Ferrier with his first field goal as a BYU Cougar. Then a big turnaround here, Max Tooley with his seventh career pick. Yeah, and Max has a great, great feel for the ball, great instincts, and can make big plays. And then having Parker be able to do this with, I mean, it's great, a great, you know, call on the on the game there by Arod, and felt like we were in a really good spot. Arkansas tried to go ahead by three in the fourth quarter, but hitting the upright is a little with a big miss, and it's 31-31, and then comes the play that uh, everyone's been talking about all week, the number one Sports Center top 10 play, Chase Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that makes up for the fumble then. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Eckert, strip sack, Tyler Batty, it helps shorten the game. BYU might have been able to ice it here. This just misses right, so it stays a one-score game, and it came down to this final play. A little bit of chaos on the final play. It looked like KJ was down. He threw it to a lineman. You can't do that. A flag's going to fly, and then this guy ends up with it, and he gets tackled. Either way, triple zeros win the game 38-31. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, I'm just glad we get the win. We just we dropped the pick the play before, and so, um, you know, just – Maybe a little bit too dramatic. We could have we could have made the field goal and maybe maybe put the the game away a little bit earlier. But uh, glad that, that our guys were able to get it done. If you're going to be down 10 minutes in possession time and and not have as much offense as the other team, helps to be positive in the, in the turnover margin, which you were, and you scored on short fields and scored on quick strikes, and a lot of those things helped you win this thing, 38-31. Yeah, winning the field position was key for us. Also, and yeah. A lot of people say, well, how how'd you get so many points with, with not as many yards? That's, that's playing the field position and having a, a punter that can flip the field for you too. So, um, and then, you know, having our defense get some turnovers helped out as well. So all that being said, there's a lot of room for improvement still on our team. Uh, I'd like to see us improve uh, even more from this week to this next game, again, you know, going to Kansas. But uh, so far we're trending the right way and just want to make sure that there's a few mistakes that happen that shouldn't happen again. And uh, those are the mistakes I'm talking about are the, the ones that are pre-snap things, the errors that we can fix by coaching. And that's that's my job. And, and we'll get that done this week. Yeah, you've had you've had big plays taken off the board in all three games on covering up an inside yeah. receiver. And that's obviously it's, and it's as simple as knowing who what the formation is and lining up and checking with the ref on the side. And and it's, it's a, a yard difference of stepping back and making sure that we're we're not covering up the eligible receivers. And so uh, that that's again, that, that's 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 my job as a coach to make sure that that we uh, are error free in the in the pre-snap stuff. You know, mm -hmm. we we even had some uh, misalignments in in the uh, on the punt team yeah. that cost us with the illegal formation. So that's that's stuff that I, I I gotta get us better.
You mentioned field position. Uh, in all three wins this year, you've had the average starting field position advantage. You were plus nine, plus ten yards against Arkansas, and that was a big factor, like you know, a good point. All right, let's get to uh, the schedule look now. You've got, uh, for the first time in 13 years, a conference schedule to play. It starts this Saturday in Lawrence, Kansas, as BYU opens its Big 12 slate. We take a look at our schedule check brought to you by Smarty. So the non-conference part of the schedule is done at 3-0. And then at KU, the home opener in Big 12 play versus Cincy the next week on a Friday night. And you see the rest of the Big 12 slate laid out the way it is. And so for the first time in 13 years, since 2010, BYU's back into a league play scenario. It's going to be fun. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to this game and, and getting out to Kansas. And you know, really well-coached team, too, with, with Lance Leipold as the head coach. And, um, you know, we're, we had a great experience in in Fayetteville, and we're looking forward to, to seeing what Lawrence, Kansas has, has to offer for us. I asked you before the show off the air if you'd been to Lawrence, Kansas before, and you said? No, I haven't. I, I mean, I, I've had a high school teammates that played for Kansas, and we've, I, I mean, obviously that we know that they have a, a long history in, in sports and basketball and football and others, but and uh, just really excited to be in the Big 12 and be in the partnership that we have and the affiliation with the conference and looking forward to this first conference game. It all starts Saturday. Well, BYU's defensive ends were the means to an end Saturday night at Arkansas. The work on the edges was instrumental in the Cougars' comeback, and no one played his end spot better than Tyler Batty, who yesterday was named as the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week for the first time. And tonight, Tyler is inside the film room with our Jerem Jordan. All right, Tyler, a career-high nine tackles, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, one and a half sacks. What else could you have done? Maybe an interception? Maybe an interception. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, just Next add time an interception. We'll, we'll throw that in. Okay, this is such a big win, and obviously the defense played tremendously in this one. Let's break down some film, and let's start with uh, you and Blake Mangelson, who's really come on uh, on the defensive line, combining for a sack. Just uh, reading our keys, getting off the ball, so I think it was a little bit of hesitation for me and Blake both. Again, it being first down, first and ten, um, not your typical pass down. Got off the ball, worked a move, kind of got held up. Um, Blake, same thing. We both worked into essentially like a secondary effort, and uh, we got home. So that was a that was a big play. When you kind of meet there, and you just crumple a guy, especially KJ Jefferson. This dude's what six four two fifty. He's hard to bring down. Right? He is, he's hard to bring down. Once you kind of combine there, what's it like to kind of realize, hey? This was the goal. We met up and we got this guy <laughs> down finally. Uh, it was it was a good feeling. It was a good feeling. As you see, we just we both come free right there, and yeah, just just crumple him. And that's and they like said he's a, he's a big dude to take down. And so you can end up there's it's like all four of us end up with hands on him, um, just trying to. That was a big emphasis for us throughout the week. We knew he's a big dude, and so getting him wrapped up, secured, and down to the ground was a, was a big emphasis. Okay, in the fourth quarter. This is such a big moment, and Jay Hill dials up the perfect play. Yeah, yeah, he does. Again, uh, Jay, great coordinator. Um, we, we bring a field pressure right here, and so uh, you can see Ben and Eddie are both blitzing um, from the field side. I'm kind of wrapping to the boundary, and then John is, is kind of our contained player. He's, he's working to contain there. Eddie, uh, Eddie beats, beats the running back, gets to, gets to KJ, and then you can just see him just stripping at the ball, just going after it. I continued to wrap, and then as that ball popped out, I was right there. Oh, yeah. And so, and you know, under. wish wish I, every time I recover a fumble, I'm like, man, I wish I had just picked it up and tried to do something with it. But in the moment, it never works out that way. You're just like, ball on the ground, just get it. <laughs> just get the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, 
it's it's every, every time you know looking back, it's just like man, I wish I would have scooped it and at least try. You know, who knows what would have happened? But right, you don't want to miss the ball. But though, you don't want to miss the ball. Yeah, no, that yeah. was a huge moment in this game. And then later, Arkansas driving to try and tie or take the lead, and you get a sack, fumble. It's two minute situation, so we know that they're trying to drive the field. Um, so it makes us a little bit more, you know, we're a little more amped up to get off the ball and, and go get after the quarterback. It is first and 10 here as well, um, but knowing that they're passing, they've got to move the ball. Hans Olsen actually asked me about this in, uh, in the post game, and honestly, I couldn't remember this play uh, immediately after the game. There's too much adrenaline pumping. <laughs> but uh, he asked me just about this, this, uh, this little adjustment. Um, and so it was, it was funny because in the moment I was like, I, I don't remember what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, just knowing, knowing what was about to happen, widened out, a little bit better pass rush angle there. Got off the ball, worked a move, and got home. So the adjustment was going a little wider? Yeah, just a little, you can see there, just a, just a hair wider. Um, when we're, we're pass rushing, it's, uh, we want to stress that tackles angle, right? So him having to kick an extra step out to me um, maybe puts him in some space that he's uncomfortable in, which is what we want to do. And so right there, um, see he kind of freezes his feet a little bit and that allows me to work a move and then he, all he has left is the wash, try to wash me upfield and um, he wasn't able to that time. Huge win. Uh, what did it mean to this group to fight through the adversity of being down multiple times in this game, 14-0 to start, Arkansas scores 17 straight, yet BYU comes out with a win? Uh, it meant a lot, honestly. Um, no one ever felt like we were down and out, right? I don't, there wasn't a, even an inkling of that on the sideline. It was just, we're in this, we're going to be in this, we're going to battle it out until the end, no matter what it takes. Uh, and the guys did exactly that. And so just super proud of, of our guys of just not giving up hope, not hanging their heads and just getting after Arkansas throughout all four quarters to come home with the win. Now the Big 12 play begins at Kansas, another road game, certainly going to Arkansas is one of the tougher road games you could have played. You have some good ones now. How are you feeling about uh, the game with the Jayhawks? Excited, excited to go, yeah, go play another road game. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay, thanks for the time and congrats on Defensive Player of the Week in the league. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah, it's a big honor in a league with a lot of great defensive players and defensive linemen for Tyler to get that honor in the Big 12 this week. Yeah, and, and I think he's he's he he understands that there's a lot more play, more plays that he could have made in that game, and and I think um, K-Pop's done a great job coaching him and the DNs and uh, understanding the pass rush lanes, understanding the, the scheme and recognizing um, run to pass, and and he's done an amazing job, and and I think he's really grasped onto the the, the mentoring that that um, that Kelly Pipping has given him. Sam Pittman, Arkansas head coach, said after the game that really it was it was the pressure and the rush that helped BYU win the game. And he said and it wasn't just, it wasn't blitz stuff we're talking. We're talking about just their four man and their edges, especially uh, getting after uh, Arkansas and really kind of taking care of business on the outside. Yeah, and I, I mean I think if you're gonna be able to take care of business on the outside, you have to give a lot of the interior D linemen a lot of credit too. When you look at what Sione Poha has done with the D tackles and. Um, you know, Jackson Cravens had actually an, an amazing game. That sometimes that, that's an unsung hero where you don't get a lot of credit. Uh, you know, with Naisamahe and Jackson Cravens and Caden Haas and playing back and, home in his home know, state, David that was Lactu, nice. And yeah, and all yeah. those guys that are down there. That I mean, they don't get a lot of praise. And John Nelson, those guys have done a lot of the work. And sometimes it frees up the ends um, to do their job. And then it's 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 a coordinated effort for all four of those guys to do it right. And 
You can't do it without the big boys inside. Okay, great win. Let's look ahead now. This Saturday, BYU plays its first Big 12 conference game, traveling to Lawrence, Kansas for the first time ever. It's the second all-time meeting between BYU and KU. The first meeting was the 1992 Aloha Bowl, a game won by the Jayhawks, whose leading tackler that day was Kwame Lassiter, father of BYU wideout Darius Lassiter, and his brother Quinton, who currently plays for the Jayhawks. Kansas is 3-0, BYU is 3-0. Great matchup Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think um, looking at their program and looking at the way the team, the team plays, they're a lot like us, and I think they, uh, they're a gritty team, too, with a lot of resilience, and they're, and they're tough, man. They, they, they have a lot of returning production. The quarterback, the, the, the running back's a 1,000-yard um, rusher from last year. And, Devin Neal. Yep, and, and then the, and the aggressive and, and uh, big old line. And then, I think the, the defense, I mean, you talk about Darius's brother, he's got, got a couple picks in the year, and so they're, they're a very quality, really quality team, and, and we're going to have to, uh, you know, start off better than they did last week, but uh, we're going to have to play a lot better and a lot more assignments out from, from, from the beginning to the end. So I, I, I feel good about the progress that our guys are making, um, but definitely just, they have our attention. You can see it pops out on film. BYU is one of the best third-down defensive teams in the country in the early part of the season. Kansas, one of the best offensive third-down teams in the country. They've only punted four times in three games. That's the lowest number in the entire FBS. Yeah, it's kind of stuff I like to see, you know. But the, um, they, 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 do, they play aggressive football. They go for it on fourth down. And so we have to be really good on third down like we've been all year, but uh, even better on fourth down to try to make sure that we, we punish them for, for trying to go for it. They get in the backfield a lot, 28 TFLs through three games. It's yeah, they bring a lot of pressure, and they have, I mean, very active players, and, and the, the, the front seven can really move, and then they have uh, great DBs that can cover. So it, it's a complete team, and, and they, have a, they have same thing with special teams. I think all three phases, there's not a lot of, not a lot of weaknesses on that team. You know the energy is going to be high in their home building. It's a Saturday afternoon of football and BYU's first ever Big 12 game. This should be a special weekend. It'll be fun. At least there'll be a lot of blue there. So that'll be Either way, yeah. right? But <laughs> we'll, we'll feel comfortable We'll there. pick out the BYU blue, <laughs> I promise. All right, as we break, this reminder that your day-to-day -day Cougar sports play-by-play -play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back... Deep Blue goes in-depth on wide receiver Cody Epps and his journey into and back from the transfer portal. And linebacker A.J. Vongpachan will join us live in studio in BYU football with Kalani Sitake continues. Stay with us. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU athletics. Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And Smarty, location data experts. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU wide receiver Cody Epps made news and surprised Cougar Nation when he entered the transfer portal during the offseason. While frustration led him to the portal, wanting to build and leave a legacy brought him back to BYU. Here now, this week's edition of Deep Blue with Cody Epps. There was a lot of frustrations that I had with myself, with coaches, with family members, with a lot of things around me that were just building up and creating a big avalanche of frustration. I could have done a better job at just not assuming that all is well in Cody's situation. 
you know, and he called a difficult situation where he, he explained why he wanted to go into the portal. And whether that I agreed or not, it was just, this is his life. I, I need to show him that I cared about him and whatever he, he wants to do. After I hit the portal, I was pretty frustrated just because it's the unknown. You don't know until you do it. You can't speak to any colleges until you put yourself in the portal. It was a major shock, to say the least. It was a good reminder for me in this era of, of college football, transfer portal, NIL, that the most important recruiting job you have is to recruit your own room. Cody started at a very young age. I have to give that to his father. I don't even think he was two yet. And I was just messing around, like, tossing him the ball. And he literally, like, caught it like you're supposed to catch a football. So I was in drills, like, intense drills, like doing ladders, cone drills at about five, six years old, learning about coverages and the details of football at a very young age, which kind of made me made it a little bit hard for me just because I was so, my focus was so centralized on football. I just felt that at times I didn't get to live every other kid's dreams, which is chasing butterflies in the outfit of a baseball field, so. There was a point where I think he was just overwhelmed. Going into my senior season, I didn't want to play football anymore just because I felt like I wanted to start, you know, doing things that I would see on movies and from my peers around me. He kind of um, laid into me a little bit like that, you know. I wanted to go to the museum every once in a while and go to the beach or just have a conversation with my father about something other than football. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, like, whoa, I kind of robbed my son of a childhood. It was a realization that um, I made some mistakes. In those conversations, I think we just had to reimagine, revisit the desire, be reminded of why he loves the game. It was a pivotal moment in my life because my village around me kind of made it very clear that when God gives you a gift, you don't tell God when that gift is done. You stay on that path until God says, okay, you've hit the ending road for this specific task. Now let's move on to the next thing. About a day or so, I don't know what happened. You know, that's between him and God, but he changed his mind and the rest is history. He's a guy who was a very, very productive high school player at one of the biggest high school programs in the country. The things that he was able to do, I mean, he, he led the country in reception yards, touchdowns, all that stuff. He, he had all the stats to back it up. In my senior year, when I started doing a lot of spectacular things with the ball in my hand and making big plays, uh, my recruitment was really slow. It's different for every kid, you know what I mean? It's no cookie-cutter version of recruiting. We don't worry about things that we don't have control over. As long as he took care of business in the classroom and took care of business on the field, then all that other stuff would take care of itself, whoever it might be. It only takes one. And then it kind of picked up at the end, but when it picked up, it was BYU. When BYU came calling, it was like, this is the place that I want to be. We felt really fortunate to get him here in the first place. And from day one, right away as a true freshman, he was in the mix to get playing time. Unfortunately, he faced some injury. I think that was a huge blow for him to deal with, where it was just like, really knocked him down to his knees. And he was hurt almost for almost two years and had to battle through some surgeries and a lot of frustration. I went to rehab a day after I hit the portal. 
and I was talking to this guy, and he said something super pivotal. If a man builds something, why not share it? And instantly in that moment, I thought, this has been a culmination of me, you know, just building with my coaches, building with my teammates, building with the university, the fan base, the culture. Why wouldn't I want to stay here and share that with other people that are going to come along this journey? We talked about why Cody chose BYU. He didn't choose it because it was big. He chose it for other reasons. And he's still that same person. If I just go away, that's just another guy that transferred out of here and left. That's not a hero, a warrior for the people that I built a connection with here. So I feel like, why would I not share that? I told you I want to make a change. I want to, I want to be somebody that's 5,000 years from now, they still remember Cody Epps from BYU. That's why I didn't leave BYU. That's why I stayed here. I think it was a spur of the moment decision. I don't think he regrets it, because we don't do that. I think that he learned from it, and I think he appreciates the lessons that he learned from. I don't want him to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders, that people might view him a little bit differently because of a, a personal decision that he made. You know, going through the, the adversity that he's been through, I'd like to see him collect on the sacrifices that he's made, and, and this is just me wanting more for him. I just want him to feel and know that the people who really love him and support him just want to see him at his best self and the best version of himself. And so I want him to be, bring the energy like he has, have a wonderful smile on his face that he always brings, play with the passion that he plays with, because we're a much better team when Cody is his best self. Coming back, finding my rhythm, I want to make everything about everybody else. How could I be pivotal to everybody else's career, to everybody else's football focus? I still have a lot of goals for my personal self, but how can I be there for everybody else? Because, you know, you have a frustrated and, and, and you know, I could say like a weak moment and come back resilient and strong and just prove to everybody that I'm here and there's nowhere else that I would rather be. Well, Cody was, uh, yeah, Cody Epps. Uh, he was a little banged up when the season began, so he didn't see his first action until this past Saturday at Arkansas. Now you hopefully have him for all of Big 12 play. Yeah, and he's looking great. I mean, I think the, uh, the influence that Cody has on this team is, is not just what he does on the field. There's a lot of things that he does uh, for this program. You can see his willingness to serve others, and that, that's a huge uh, that's a huge positive for, for me as a head coach. And, you know, going through that, that adversity a little bit in his life, uh, especially with the transfer portal, um, our job is just to keep loving him and, 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 and trusting that he's going to be in a great position, like, like Fessy said, to be in his best self. And, and uh, I think he's in a really good position right now. We're just the plays will come. He'll, he'll make plays. That, 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 that guy just does, he does one thing really, really well on football field, and that's make plays. And so I'm looking forward to see what he does this Saturday. Yeah, looking forward to seeing it in Big 12 play, no doubt. Well, our studio guest tonight is playing his final year of college football, and he's chosen to play it in Provo after a standout four-year career up the road in Logan. Please welcome to the show linebacker A.J. Vongpachan. What's up, A.J.? Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me. So you are from Pasco, Washington. Yes, sir. 
So uh, for a long time, uh, I came. I, I grew up in Canada, so I'd come down. There, I'd hear the I'd hear the Tri Cities area. They say Tri Cities in Washington. He's from Tri Cities. I had to at some point learn what the Tri Cities were. What were the three cities? And one of them is Pasco, nope. and one of them is Kennewick, and one of them is Richland. Yes, sir. I'll never forget that. Now those yes, are the Tri Cities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell us about Pasco, Washington. Uh, you know, it's kind of smaller. It's not, not not too much going on. It's a lot of farm. You know, it's not a. You don't get the mountains and whatnot. It's just kind of. Uh, super dry area because when people think of Washington, people think of uh, the Seattle area. You know, there's a lot of green trees and, and wet. And, exactly. Yeah. I'm completely other side, where it's just you know dry and you know it's kind of smaller area for sure. Okay. Uh, describe your heritage. Yeah. So I'm half Laotian and half Mexican. So my dad's from Laos, and then uh, my mom's from Mexico. They uh, moved to the United States, and then uh, you know obviously met up in Washington. And, you know that's kind of where I grew up. So. Okay. When did athletics start becoming a, a primary focus or a feature in your life? Yeah, I would say, I can't remember the exact age, but uh, I was a heavier kid, so my mom had to put me in sports to try to lose weight, and she put me in baseball. <laughs> she put me in baseball and then ended up transitioning to football. Um, kind of had to convince my mom to let me play football for a little bit because she didn't really know the sport. She just thought it was kind of uh, too too violent, too aggressive. She didn't want me to get hurt and whatnot, but uh, ended up transitioning to there, and then you know just kind of played it throughout uh, my whole life, I guess. How tall are you? I'm about 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. Yeah. Somebody told me that you hit the genetic jackpot because your parents aren't that tall. No, they're, they're super small. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you remember them there. <laughs> my dad's about 5'5", five five, my mom's 5'5", five five, and then I think my dad's barely, like, maybe 120 pounds. Super, they're super small people, yeah. When do you recall first meeting AJ or his family? Well, I, I first recall seeing him playing against him, and, and he's the playmaker, always making plays. And, Utah State. And, yep, and, and yeah. we would always... You know, shake hands and like, and he was just so intense. Like, you know, obviously happy when they won, but when he when they lost, he I could tell he's it was really hurting him. But I wanted him to know that he he I was really impressed with his play. And uh, man, it was just it was, when he entered the portal, um, I know a lot of people came after him, and we wanted him to because he's such a great fit for our program and for our school, and our fans just love him like I know they do. But he's. He makes a lot of plays, but he's, it was such a perfect fit that I just needed him here. And I think Coach Anna and Coach Hill were, were vital in getting him here. But uh, I'm, I'm really, really glad he's on his, our team. It's really fun when you get to coach somebody that's like got all the answers because he works so hard. Mm. He studies film. He's in, in, in the facility all the time. Um, he, can, he can actually transition right now into being a coach. I could easily hire him to be an assistant, but, <laughs> but he's got a lot of football to play. There's a lot of NFL scouts that got their eyes on him. Love so it. Uh, I, I think he's got, I'm excited to see what he's done. He, so far in the first three games, I've been really impressed with him. And he's made so many plays, including a fourth down stop last week. But he just, he, we can always count on him. He's very trustworthy and uh, the team loves him. That's why they voted him as, as, as a leader for us. As the BYU radio broadcaster, I've called your name as a Utah State player for a few years, and I'd make my spotting boards, and in making the boards, your name jumps out because it's, it's long. It's got a few letters in it. Yeah. But uh, once, once I learned to say it, I try and learn to say it all properly, it's easy to say, I think. Right. Bonk yeah. Pachon. Yeah. Bonk Pachon. Don't be afraid of it. It's just Vong Pachon. It <laughs> exactly. looks like there's a lot going on, but it's a, it you know, rolls off sure. the tongue pretty exactly. easily. Uh, <laughs> the Justin Anna connection. Explain that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's the one who kind of, brought me to Utah State out of high school. You know, I kind of built that relationship with him. And, you know, out of high school, I didn't have a ton of offers. And Utah State was kind of my first FBS offer. And, um, you know, he was the, the, the main relationship I had at Utah State. And, you know, kind of went, with, kind of went there, trusted him. And, you know, I feel like I learned a ton from him there. And then kind of when he left, you know, he ended up leaving. And then, 
you know, obviously I had entered the portal and he was uh, one of the first names that gave me a call. Because he was here now. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so just having that familiar uh, face and relationship uh, helped me a ton making my decision. Okay. Uh, Kalani, maybe you could talk about uh, knowing he was available and, and how badly you wanted him on your defense. Yeah, and we knew that we, 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 would ha we have uh, returning linebackers that can play. And, and um, we, the question was, how is he going to fit with, with the others? And once he came on the trip and connected with all the backers and the, guy, the players on the team, it was easy to see that, that, he, that the guys really like him. I mean, they, they, it's like they've been friends for a long time already. And so um, there's a reason why he was voted captain. You know, that's hard to do uh, as a newcomer, but yeah. he, the guys, they, they see how hard he works and then they see that his personality is, is one that just, he's just inviting everybody into his life. And um, man, as, I, I just wish I had him for more years, but, <laughs> but this, we're gonna take advantage of the time that we have to spend here together. I've, I've enjoyed being around him so far and, and, and I know that uh, there's a lot more uh, to go but it's like I'm be really sad when the time comes to the end but we're, we're, we'll, we'll make it take advantage of this last year right exactly. absolutely uh, as a Utah State Aggie you had some experience playing football in SEC country you've been on the road yeah. before and now you got to go back to SEC country and come out with a big win uh, Saturday in Fayetteville maybe you could kind of relive the night uh, for us through your eyes on Saturday yeah, I mean, you know, obviously it was an awesome win and definitely the, the funnest game I've been a part of, you know, just being able to go into SEC territory, you know, um, battle, battling through adversity that we faced and, you know, obviously getting the, getting the win at the end. But, you know, it's a, definitely the most memorable, memorable game I've played uh, up to this point. And, uh, you know, that's a credit to, you know, our team and, you know, the coaches for putting us in position to win. And the, uh, the Cougar crowd in the, in the stands was pretty impressive too, wasn't it? Oh, that was the most impressive thing. You know, I've never seen that before. Obviously, you know, I played at Utah State and, you know, we, we traveled well, but that was uh, definitely on a different level. Uh, just having that many fans, it was uh, super impressive. Before the break, Coach talks about you uh, coming into a group that has returning linebackers with, with Ben and Max. What's it like to play alongside a linebacker who can have seven career interceptions like Max Tooley does now? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, both of those guys, I've learned a ton from them. You know, as the second I came... Um, to BYU and you know I, I've, I've just been trying to you know nitpick at their game and you know trying to help translate to my game so those guys have been awesome. Yeah Max is a, a true ball hawk isn't he? I mean he just he has a nose for it. Yeah. And when you uh well this play right here there was a do you think he might be going to the house or do you see a little too much going on when he picked that pass off? On I thought Saturday? he was going to take it to the house but uh, <laughs> he kind of cut it short. All right, the appeal of playing in the Big 12 for you, for your final year of college football, how big was that? It was huge. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a great challenge, and, you know, that's kind of, if I was going to make the decision to go somewhere, I might as well, you know, try to take on that challenge, but it was, it was a huge decision. And Kalani, having a linebacker like AJ, a, a P5 talent going into P5 play, I feel. Oh, yeah, he's a big-time player, and, and with so much humility and willingness to learn, uh, you know, he, he does have all the answers, but... The fact that he's willing to learn from everybody and he's he's talking to offensive players to learn uh, from them and so it's this guy's a learning machine and uh, I think that, that that and we're just talking about football but you look at the his opportunity to network and connect with people um, you know I know a lot of a lot of our he has a lot of mentors here on, on our that are that are donors that are BYU alumni so uh, he's gonna do some great things in life but his football career won't be done for a while but Afterwards, I think he'll be he'll do great things in the community. Why the jersey number ten for you? Well, uh, honestly, so when I first got to Utah State, um, Coach Ann actually gave me a di different number. He ended up giving me ninety-eight, which I didn't choose at all. But and I, I just you know I was just happy to be there. Obviously, just happy to wear the number, wore ninety-eight, which is kind of different. You know, a linebacker. Yep. Kind of wore it, and then uh, kind of I think about a year ago, a year or two ago. 
just the equipment staff ended up changing my number to number 10 and you know i just ended up stuck with it so i never really you didn't request it you didn't say it yeah, means it, it just, no, yeah, but you, it just but you like it now yeah i like it that's been good all right uh looking forward to lawrence's saturday yes sir no most definitely i mean it's another great opponent you know and gonna be in a great environment so you know those games are always gonna be fun all right speaking of games and fun some fun and games with kalani and ej aj coming up next when byu football with kalani sitake continues stay with us Sutake, presented by Intermountain Health. Uh, time for the game show portion of tonight's show. Uh, BYU football, uh, no stranger to sometimes unique and sometimes sure, difficult to spell good. names. Tonight we are going to play, I think for the first time, Cougar Spelling Bee. I'm bad at spelling. I'm not going to No, I can't. All right. All right, Kevin, what are we doing? <laughs> here, here is how it works. Uh, AJ and Kalani will be facing off in a spelling showdown. Um, Showcasing former and current BYU players with their names. Uh, I'll give you a name, and in true spelling bee tradition, you're going to say the name, spell it, and then say the name again in order to get the point. After I give you the name, you have one chance to get the name correct, and by the end, we'll tally it up and see who got the most names spelled correctly. We may start slow and kind of get harder as we go. Yeah. Okay, we'll start with AJ. Okay. The name you've been given, AJ, is Kalani Sitake. Okay. Kalani Sitake. Um... K-A-L-A-N-I. Yes. Last name? S-I-T-A-K-E. Kalari Sataki. That is a ding, correct. There's no way. Do not make me do his name. Okay, no. Do like someone. Let's do, let's do like Lake Hemuli. Okay. That would be great. Or Vaisika Hemuli. Have, have you seen our list already? Okay. Um, okay. So uh, he's got a point. Okay. By the way, he gets all current guys. You okay. get all former guys. Okay. Okay. Your, your first name is Lopini Katoa. Lopini Katoa. Yeah. L-O-P-I-N-I-K-A-T-O-A. Lopini Katoa. I think that's how I would spell it. Is that correct? Looking yeah, for dings. Right. We're here in Blair for dings. Ask. I'll tell you. Also known as Zach. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's correct, by the way. Yes. Just, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard the ding yet. There's the ding. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Look at you. This kind of messed up because I lost a, spell, a spelling bee because the word was biscuit and I spelled B I S Q U I C K. That's From awesome. Hawaii, guys. That sounded right to me back in the day. Oh, so. Bisquick. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right, AJ, your second name. Okay, Teammate it. of yours, Darius Lassiter. Darius Lassiter. D A R I U S. Mm hmm. Lassiter. <laughs> L A S. S <laughs> I T E R. Yes, that's a dinger. Yes, there he is. That was, well that, was done. that was good, that was man. Right. Sounds like AJ won. <laughs> <laughs> Kalani, your second name. All right. You already met Lake Hemuli. Yeah, L Lake Hemuli. L A K E I. Uh huh. Hemuli is H E I M U L I. Ding, ding, ding. Y'all gave him the answer. I don't know. It's like, well, these are my people. But yeah, <laughs> if you would have said Chad Lewis, I might have got that wrong. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, for AJ. Now, you don't have to include the, the, the apostrophe marks. What are they called? Uh, but uh, oh, no. Mataaba Taase. <laughs> <laughs> he is a current teammate of his. M-A-T-A. Then I'm putting a little in. A. Okay, yeah. V-A. Yes, you got the first name. Taase. T. A. Bleak. A. Mm hmm. S. E. Yes! That's really good. Just like that? Yeah. Okay, he's three for three. Uh, here you go. Uh, you ready, Kalani? This game's still going. Yes. <laughs> Kalani's really loving this. Uh, I did pictures last week. Now going. What's going on now? Geography. You want an easier show? All right, your third name. Yeah. K-O, K-A-L-A-L-U-H-I. Well, K-O. There you go, that's it, you got that. K-A-L-A-L-U-H-I, okay. K-E-A-L-A-L-U-H-I. Yes, three for three. I would have missed, you should have came over Steve Young, tied that Murray. All right, AJ, and this is a former Aggie, so maybe a little inside scoop here for you. Enoch Navahine. Okay. Enoch Navahine. <laughs> e. N. O. C. H. Yes. N. A. W. Mm hmm. A. Mm hmm. Navahine. H I N E. Yes. Wow. Wow. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen this guy nervous until the spelling bee. We <laughs> <laughs> go to Arkansas. He's as cool as a cucumber. Now he's like nervous. You guys are, you guys are ruining him. No more spelling. No more spelling. No more spelling. <laughs> the defensive the, the defensive play calls get translated a lot quicker, right? Yeah, that's okay. Right, yeah. uh, all right. Here's your fourth name, Kalani. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> okay. I better get this one right. Uh, we're helping you out with the initials. Greg Rubel. Uh, no. JJ Nwigwe. Oh my goodness. JJ Nwigwe. Hold on. You're gonna get the first part right. This has been a while though. Yeah. JJ, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say like N W U I G E Nwigwe. Is that right? Or there's a J somewhere there? Oh, we had. I heard a buzzer. I heard a JJ, and that's, Sorry, how, that, JJ. That's, that's how you spelled it. Sorry, JJ, you're not Polynesian. Right. I would have got it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's the actual. The, the one on the bottom there is the actual spell. Oh, there's the, the JJ's in this person. <laughs> Sorry, there we yes. go. Now you made me look bad to JJ. No, he knows you love him. JJ, it's I a hard one you. to get. Uh, he played O line and D line, just so you guys know. He did do that. And tight end. Yeah. Okay, producer Brett saying we're going to our last name. All right. Uh, you should spell something. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Well, no, during commercial break, I did get AJ's name. Yeah, that's name. right. You did get yeah. AJ's name. Okay. All right. Uh, Ammon Hanneman. Ammon Hanneman, teammate of yours. Ammon Hanneman. You have Chica up there. Oh, no. We, oh, you know what? We're going to go to the very, very last name. We'll do Chica. Chica Ebonohars. Just do Ammon. Just do Ammon. We're going to the, we're going to skip to the very very end. Okay. Chica Ebunoha. We'll go with, with Chica, not Enoch, uh, not Ammon. Chica. What was his last name? 
<laughs> Ebu Noha. Ebu Noha. It's just like how it sounds. <laughs> this, is, this is so much easier than the Wigway. C H I K. Yes, you got Chica. Well done. Ebu Noha. I don't even know what that starts with. E. E? Yeah. Take e? your coach's advice there, yeah. E. Ebu Noha. E D. B. Ebu. Oh, B. Ebu Noha. Yeah. E B. I'm about to pass this one off to you because I. Pass it off to me. It's uh, E B U N O H A. Chica Ebunoha. Love you, Chica. Okay. <laughs> and then, actually, I did help Kalani with this because we're going to give Kalani your name okay. to finish it out here. No, I, I totally forgot it. <laughs> I just know there's an N H word that shouldn't belong, but it's, yeah. Why, why did you do it? That was impressive. Well, thank you. Right? Uh, I mean, that was really no, good. That was really good. Yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, it's actually A-J-V-O-N-G-P-H-A-C-H-A-N-H. Uh, yep. A-J Vongbuchan. And I did do it without looking during the break. You guys know so there we go. Yeah. All right. He should tell you what A-J stands for, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did find out during the break, too, that uh, A-J stands for? Yeah, so A for Eknalone, and then middle name Jaren. So A-J. A-J? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Thanks for playing Cougar Spelling Bee. Have a hand for our contestants tonight. All right, after this break, some social media Q&A, BYU football trivia. Come on back. It's BYU football with Kalani Sitake. Stay with us. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport. And Ken Garf, we hear you. Ken Garf, Ken Garf, we hear you. Uh, question for Coach. Uh, Coach, with some recent highs as well as lows for former Cougars in the NFL, how do you use both to help prepare your players who also want to make the next step to the NFL? You got a lot of guys there right now. Yeah, I mean, just just stick with it, and and I think in the NFL, as long as you do right by the coaches, you'll be fine, and do right by your teammates. Uh, I mean, the game of football, there's a lot of ups and downs, and so as long as you stick together with the people that you work with, in the in on the team, you'll be fine. Okay, really short segment here. We're going to go right to trivia. Brought to you by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. Our question tonight: Five players have scored their first BYU career touchdowns this season. Who are they? Five players have scored their first BYU career touchdowns this season. Name those five, and the answer is coming up after this. There is your question. Answer in a minute here on BYU Football. Let's talk on BYU Football. Brought to you by Breeze, our trivia question. Kalani and AJ nailed this during the break, by the way. The answer to this one, these are our five guys. Keaton Slovis, Darius Lasseter, Deion Smith, LJ Martin, and Parker Kingston, all first-time touchdown scorers. And as we come back, our show model, Travis Hodson, has this week's uniform combo. It's the all-white with navy tonight, including the white face mask. You think thumbs up on this? You like it? Yeah, it looks nice. It looks good. <laughs> AJ, you a fan? Yes, sir. All right, go win in this thing on this Saturday. Is it Chase Roberts uh, catch? <laughs> there it is. Thank you all for being here. Have a great week.